This is With Intrepid Heart Sermons, sermons by Rev. Adam Moline of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. In the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Those are the words Jesus speaks in the midst of the parable in our gospel lesson for this evening. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. It's not only in this parable that Jesus gives these instructions. By my count, seven times in the entirety of the Gospels, Jesus says that. He who has ears, hear. And what's more, seven times in the book of Revelation, Jesus says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, do you have ears? If you do, what is it that you should listen for? What is it that you should listen to? The gospel. The message that God has saved you through Jesus. That he saved you from sin, from death, and from the power of the devil. So that you might be his own possession. So that you, by hearing and listening, might live under him in his kingdom. In everlasting blessedness, innocence, and righteousness. That's what you listen to. You listen to that which brings forgiveness to you. You listen to the word that declares the sweetest message ever directly to you. Words even more sweet than you maybe heard from your Valentine last night. Words that say, God loves you. God has saved you. That's what you listen to. Seven times in the Gospels, seven times in the book of Revelation, God begs you to listen, to hear his word with your own ears. Well, how do you hear? St. Paul writes, unless someone speaks. But don't worry, God took care of that also. He sent men out to preach his word to you. We see that also in the scriptures. St. Peter preached the gospel multiple times in the book of Acts. The very first time on the day of Pentecost, after the resurrection. And what did St. Peter preach? He said these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus 
delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. But God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. Peter preached the gospel, the message of forgiveness of sins, the words that rescue you from the power of sin, death, and the devil. Peter preached the word, and those who had ears to hear listened and believed. St. Paul preached the same message, not quite word for word, but the main idea was the same. Famously, he preached that message at the Areopagus in Athens to Epicurean and Stoic philosophers, skeptics of everything. And what did he say? The same thing. That Jesus rose from the dead. That Jesus would return in the last day to judge both the living and the dead. And Paul even wrote these words for us. That we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly, or not wisdom, to the Gentiles. Paul preached those words. And those who had ears to hear, they listened and believed. God still sends preachers. He still sends his word to you, even now, sending pastors to bring God's word of life and resurrection and hope and love and peace to you, sitting in this very room. And God promises That the word that is preached will accomplish exactly what God promises for you. Pastor Poppy preached in depth about this on Sunday. It will not return null and void. God will work in his word through your ears to create faith in you. God will send his Holy Spirit to your ears to call, gather, enlighten, and sanctify you in the Christian faith. He gives you the gifts of eternity. He gives you the gift of life, earned through the death and resurrection of his Son. That's The message God sends out to all ears that will hear. And when the word goes out, it does its work. But pastor, if that's true, how come our church isn't bursting at the seams. 
If that's true, why are there empty pews? If that's true, how come only 75% of Nebraskans are Christian? How come less than 50% of Lincolnites or Lincolnians or whatever we are, are Christian? And how come only 65% of Lincoln Christians, how come 65% skip church week in and week out? To explain that to us, Christ preaches tonight's parable. A sower went out and sowed his seed, just as a preacher goes out and preaches his word. The word is sown, it goes out, it's proclaimed, but some lands on the path and is trampled underfoot and taken away by the lies of Satan. Well, we see that in our community, don't we? When God's word is replaced by what is politically expedient or popular, when God's word is doubted as being true, when God's word becomes our servant instead of us being its servant. And so, some reject God's word. The word is sown, and some of it lands on rocky ground, but that withers in the heat of the day. We see that in our own community also, don't we? Especially as it seems the heat is being turned up. Those who come to church and rejoice for a while in the grace of the Lord, but then disappear. Those who come while their kids are in confirmation, but after they get their certificate, never return. Those who actively search for and find a reason to stop coming to church that they can blame on someone else in the congregation. Someone who turned the temperature too high or cold. Someone who made the coffee too strong or weak. Someone who took their parking spot. Someone who didn't notice them in the grocery store. And so, they reject God's word. And then, the word goes out, but some of it is choked by thorns. 
Christ says, these are those who love the world more than God. As a gardener, weeds and thorns slowly invade. They slowly push out. These items do that as well. If the choice were soccer practice or church, those choked out by thorns would choose soccer. If the choice were fishing or church, shopping or church, sleeping in or church, church would lose every time with these. These are they who complain that they donate money to the church, but don't get a say in what happens therein. And so, the word is rejected. When ears refuse to hear, the faith withers and dies. When ears refuse to hear, the Holy Spirit does not enter in. When ears refuse to hear, and yet throughout all of these difficult situations, what still happens? The word is still preached. The sower still sows his seed. The preacher still preaches God's word. Christ's word is proclaimed. The Holy Spirit still calls, gathers, and enlightens Christians. The word still works on the ears that hear. The Father still welcomes sinners forgiven into his kingdom. Christians are still saved. And in faith, Christians still bear fruit. They hold God's word fast with honest and good hearts. They bear fruit with patience. You who have ears, hear what Christ says. Hear God's word that gives the warning in our gospel lesson. Hear God's word that brings forgiveness of Christ to you for all of your sin. Hear God's word and repent of the rocks and thorns and the voices that would distract you or lead you from God. Hear God's word and believe that Christ has called you because he has. Believe that Christ has bled for you because he did. Believe that Christ has risen for you 
and is still alive, ascended, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, interceding for you with groanings too deep for words. Because he is. Christ has purchased you. He's made you his own possession. You who have ears, hear that word. And hear it regularly, intently, focusing on what God tells you in his word. Let his word of mercy and forgiveness be the most important thing in your life. Let his word rule over you. Day in, day out, from morning till evening, and all the times in between. Let his word bring you Jesus. Let his word call you to the altar to eat and drink. Let his word attached to water. Wash away all your sin. The word is preached. The word goes out. It accomplishes what it purposes. It comes to you. It makes you Christian. It saves you. He who has ears to hear, let them hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. This has been With Intrepid Heart Sermons by Pastor Adam Moline. The words, With Intrepid Hearts, come from the conclusion to the Book of Concord where it is written, by God's grace, with intrepid hearts, we are willing to appear before the judgment seat of Christ with this confession, and give an account of it. We will not speak or write anything contrary to this confession, either publicly or privately. By the strength of God's grace, we intend to abide by it. <laughs>